everybody. Welcome to the Pro Zone. This is Rick, and joining me this week is JJ Sins returning and Dan the Beast. What's going on, gentlemen? How you doing, Rick? Hello. All right. How are you? We're going, we are going to be doing a retro review for the Hello, very first. Hello, Danny. Nice to meet you. Also, <laughs> we will be discussing the very first In Your House, WWF In Your House from 1995, May 14th, 1995. That so, was like, wow. like Mother's That's Day, twenty huh? years ago. I uh, I think yeah. so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was. It was on Mother's Day. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You're right. Yeah. It was Syracuse, on Mother's Day. Nash. Cut that Syracuse, promo. Uh, Syracuse, New York, with an attendance yep. of seven thousand people, which at WWE wow. at that at that time period was an all time low. I mean, during that era. So. Yeah. I was gonna yeah, say. Ask you, was, was that bad? Yes, that was bad. I mean, I remember house shows just a few years prior to that would get like 5,000. But I mean, this was, you know, they were past their peak in uh, from the golden age. And this was just... Well, 95 was a rebuilding area, am I right? Yeah. It was yep. considered a... That was after Hulkamania. Yeah, and everything was a little bit over the top and very cartoonish. And, yes. well, we'll be, we'll be getting to some things here. I have the results sitting in front of me. And, yeah, uh, I have my... Just to go over these, um, you know, back in the day, I think, like, the first four in-your-house shows, you know, these were, like, low-budget pay-per-views, so you were able to buy these for about, like, $15. Um, That's exactly it, yep. That's amazing. Yeah, I remember, I think I either bought this first one or we had a cheater box, and I bought the first, I think I bought the first one with birthday money, but, (laughs) and I remember, I'm serious, because my birthday's in April, this event was in May. Right. And I remember watching it live as it happened. Like, I yeah. remember, I do remember watching it live as it happened. And uh, so uh, I'm almost positive I used birthday money or we had the cheater box out here in Chicago. So yeah. it was one, one, one or the other. So um, there's a lot leading up to it. This is, I guess this was kind of the peak of the Jerry Lawler and Bret Hart feud. Uh, <laughs> so this is, um, <laughs> Bret Hart wrestles twice on this show, the first match against Hakushi. Oh, oh, love them match. I think this is a love fantastic it. match. It's very old school, and uh, I think it set the pace for a lot of uh, yeah. the wrestling business in the future as to how people worked. You know, yeah. and uh, so what we see now. Yes. Oh, yeah. it was it's amazing. Of- uh, when they showed the package before the uh, match, you know, they you know they built they do that that build up hype. Hakushi yeah. did a backflip. Off that riser on it was either Action Zone or Superstars, whatever. I don't remember that. But when I saw it, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, no wonder why I loved Hakushi back then as a kid. Like, yeah. I was hooked. Yeah. I was hooked and when I was a kid. He comes and, to the uh, ring with, um, go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. And the uh, best thing about this uh, match was this was the best match of the night. So, yes, uh-huh. abs- 100% the best oh, match yeah. of the night. Because if you look at the uh, third match, um, it kind of goes downhill from there. <laughs> so oh, yeah. uh, starting with the third match, uh, the second match is not so bad, but um, yeah, this was a good match. It was a lot of fun. There was a pre-show, which it's not, to my knowledge, it's not available on uh, the WWE network. Well, and, you know what? speaking of the pre-show, um, this was actually the same night. Uh, Sid botches the uh, promo and X to redo it. And JR's just like, well, we're live, pal. Yeah. <laughs> That was that night? Yeah. <laughs> you That's have hilarious. half the brain that I do, or whatever. I have half the brain yeah. you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
that's happened. That's happened a few times, actually. That's happened. Uh, what a couple years ago with um, what the hell's that guy? The the Indian guy that's in WWE that was the world champion. Uh, um, Mahal from th- yes, Jinder Mahal. Yeah, Jinder he did Mahal. it live, yeah. and they were like, uh, "We're on live TV," so then everybody kind of just leaves. But that looks like it was a pretty decent match. The one match on the pre-show was uh, Jean Pierre Lafayette and uh, Bob Holly. Um, I would have loved to have seen that. Did any of you guys get to see that? I don't remember, but you know, PCO, uh, whatever, Pierre, Carl Ouellette, he was a he's a great wrestler, and he's doing, yes. doing wonderful things in Ring of Honor these days. And I was always mm. a huge fan of him mm. uh, when he was with the Quebecers as well. So. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I always he, he moved pretty fast for a bigger dude. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I remember thinking that as a, as a kid. And I told yeah. you I've been on that, not, not to go off in, in somewhere else, but I told you I've been on that Bam Bam Bigelow kick, you know, yes. because I, I'm, no, I'm noticing, like, you know, wrestlers and the bigger guys, and I'm like, wow, some of these dudes were really athletic. And it's just, wow, you know, it's just, you didn't can't appre- all, I didn't appreciate it back then. We can't all be King Kong Bundy, who's just, you know, was kind of a slob. <laughs> <laughs> so King Kong Bundy, that's funny. So, oh, wow. yeah, that was... um. Bret Hart. Yeah, but I love the match. They told an amazing story. You had yep. Shinsa with the, the manager uh, getting involved in the match. Uh, it, I love it because it was a simple story with the manager. I love that. It's simple, right? But it makes yeah. you want to get behind the the Bret, and it makes you want to hate, you know, Hakushi. But right. I remember as as a kid, for me, it was hard to hate Hakushi because I was always like, man, this dude is so. I was interested. He's very good. Yeah. Yeah, I was and 11 I totally, years old. I totally forgot that uh, Shin, Shinta, that his manager, was actually in WWF prior, just a couple years ago, as part of the original version of the Orient Express. He was uh, yeah, really Sato, Akio Sato, who uh, I used to watch him in the AWA. And I forgot that he had come back as Hukushi's manager, actually. So, Did he uh, have he, short hair in that tag team? Kind of, was yeah. Yeah. He had the short hair, and then they replaced him with uh, Paul Diamond as Kato, which I thought they were a great tag team. His, his, his partner had a long hair, right? Yeah. The, the only time I recall ever seeing him, I think they were in um, one of the WrestleMania six um, matches. They were in a tag yeah. team match. Yeah. I'm trying Is to remember. Is that where I saw them? Most likely, yeah. yeah. Orient Express on... Like like you said, WrestleMania six. So maybe I saw them like on some old pay per view back in the eighties, yeah. nineties. Wow. Yeah, they... Okay. Wow. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. I haven't so thought Brett... about the Orient Express in years. So. No, they're a great tag team. So Bret Hart oh. won that one, but supposedly twists his knee stepping out of the I ring, setting it. setting up for Jerry Lawler to want to fight <laughs> him right right then and there. <laughs> I, I <laughs> love Lawler throughout this whole show. This I'm was sorry. um Part of his his comedic best at this time period, right? He yeah. was just wonderful. Yeah, I met him around this time period. He's one of the coolest guys I've ever met. I've met him several times. He's just a very cool, dude. That's so cool. Did he? Okay, you met him several times. Did, did he remember you at all? Like no, unfortunately yeah. oh, no. Okay. I think the okay. first oh. the first couple times I met him, it was like twenty years in between. So, okay, all so, right. Yeah, you're right. You know. Yeah, but you know, he yeah. works he works uh, northeast wrestling shows quite frequently. So you know, That's so cool. Yeah, I told you last week I was envious of your location because a lot of shows on the on the east coast, man. 
Yeah, we get a lot of indie shows. Uh, Danny, Danny also attends some uh, Northeast wrestling shows, right, Dan? Uh, I, I attend mostly all of them in my hometown, but I, I, I try to go a lot of town most of the time. But usually the ones here in Waterbury, um, usually jam-packed. We usually Those are some of the, yeah. That's Those are some of the bigger cool. ones, yeah. You use are both in Connecticut, then. Yes, yeah. we're like 10 okay, minutes right apart, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Oh, it's cool, yeah, yeah. Jerry Lawler I've met on uh, several occasions. Um, there was actually one, one time he actually um, personalized a uh, 8 by 10 for me saying, oh, happy birthday, because my birthday was around that time. That's awesome. Uh, I've gotten the DVD, as I've shown you multiple times, yep. which I might as well show you. because Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I know you guys are just meeting for the first time, but Danny is yeah. uh, quite the DVD oh. collector. Yeah, he does some great DVD unboxings. Oh, that's so cool. Yep. And I got a WWF magazine, ironically, from 95 as well, signed by Lawler and a couple 8x10s. So, I mean, between, I think between like Lawler and probably, uh, yeah, I would probably have to say Lawler, probably like the most I've had, you know, autographs wise. So, that's awesome. Yeah, I do remember. I listened to the episode where you said you had about sixty autographs. Yes. Like, yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that's probably about as much as I have. <laughs> you guys got to yeah. see the the crap that that's I'm awesome. getting in the next uh, two weeks. Both of you have to check it out. I'm mean, Danny's kind of uh, it's my collecting partner in a way. We're always going back and forth, uh, especially during the high spots auctions, and he knows the <laughs> stuff that I'm that's coming in. Rick, I'm telling you, awesome. wait till you see, wait till you see what you get in the mail from me. You're gonna be blown. So. Well, I appreciate that that you're sending that to me. Telling you, yeah, I'm excited to see the YouTube video. I'm excited. Yeah, the, what it'll was be the a, next match with this? Uh, it was uh, the the handicap match. match. Yeah. Yes, the yeah. Razor and Double J match with yeah, uh, really was Razor. Yeah, because really originally supposed to be one, two, three, kid, right? Was it really okay? Yeah, I think one, two, three, kid was injured, and uh, I guess they decided to make this a handicap match. Uh, one thing about this, um, the announcers were talking about. I think it was Doc Hendricks. He was talking about uh, this was the first handicap match on pay per view. It wasn't the first handicap match on pay per view was actually WrestleMania five with uh, Demolition taking on uh, the Barbarian. You're right. You were definitely oh, right. Oh. Yep. Yep. Okay. Absolutely, you're right about that. Wait, WrestleMania Five Demolition took on who did you say again? The uh, Powers Mark of Pain and Mr. Fuji. Yeah. Yep. I remember that match. Yep. Yep. So this was uh, no, that was WrestleMania Five is the first WrestleMania I th- ever think I I think I ever bought uh, live on pay per view. So my first pay per view was SummerSlam '88, but that WrestleMania Five is the first WrestleMania I ever paid for. As that's a kid, awesome. that's, that's so cool. you know, Razor Ramon defeated them. I, I love the match. I, I did, man. I love the way Jeff Jarrett and uh, Razor Ramon were working. Just a typical old school right. match. Yes, yeah. you know, holds. Uh, Jeff Jarrett doing that that running neck breaker. It just, I loved. I loved it. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I, I loved Jeff Jarrett. About the match. I think. And, yeah, I think oh. Jeff Jarrett was great as a heel during his WWF run, his first WWF yeah. run. He was phenomenal, you know. And um, 
what's his name? Road Dog. Uh, yeah, yeah, Road Dog it, stole the show, man. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> funny stuff. because he wasn't like uh, any, you know, it was a couple years before the New Age Outlaws, so he didn't really get his, you know, his niche yet. And he was just kind of goofy sitting there as like the sidekick getting his ass whooped the whole time. So yeah, it was it was fun to watch. Just, and um, then to think, this is amazing because this happened in May of '95. We're only what 13 months removed yeah. from the you know the the the, the biggest uh, you know moment in wrestling was with Hogan turning heel in '96. We're right. only what 13 months away from this. It's, oh, it's wow. just crazy to think. Like, yeah. that's not a long time. You know no, what not. was playing at it, it's and just, that. Totally gave uh, professional wrestling a huge boom period uh, for the uh, late nineties, right? Right there, and WCW was killing WWF uh, around that yeah. time. So this is where what the the, the what's that? I said it just gave it what it needed at yeah. the time. Yeah. So this is what the where the show kind of takes a downward turn. <laughs> Maybe you know what? Something about this match too. Um, after uh, Razor gets to win. Oh, um, I forgot. yeah. He gets a he gets a tag oh, yes. after, and then um, we see Aldo, and then the TV debut of Savio Vega. Savio Vega, yeah, yes. that's right. I forgot. I wanted to bring that up. That's right. And they yeah, were I wanted to bring like, that up too. They, they, act, they were acting like they had no idea who he was. He was just some guy out of the crowd that just ran in, and I'm just like Savio Vega. You know, he was already famous. You in knew Puerto Rico anyway. You, yeah, you knew who he was. You knew, you well, knew who he was, Rick. As I was happened. watching. I would uh, get tapes from Puerto Rico all the time. So back That's then, so, cool. so yeah, um, I'm, a, I'm a couple so years older than you, John. Well, I know that, so, but so yeah. you knew him as TNT. Yeah, I used to wow. watch. I, I used to watch IWA and uh, the other one, WWC, all the time. I used to get tapes. There used to be a guy in New Jersey. I used to get uh, a lot of the WWC tapes from. Yeah. Okay. So I was 11 when that happened, and I remember watching this with my family. We legit thought a fan jumped in the ring. Like, but then again, this this is through the eyes of an eleven year old kid with, with with his parents, and you know what I'm saying. And us right. wrestling was still real, and, and it's still real to me. Damn it, I don't care what anybody says, but just <laughs> you know, through the eyes of an eleven year old JJ, it's like this was real. And even my parents were like, "Someone, oh, that's a fan." Like, it, I think I if it was actually if it was a fan, things would have gone down on TV a little bit differently. You know, oh, now now you okay. know when. Uh, yeah. Anything yeah. that anytime that does happen, which I've seen, you know, we've seen before, they would just pan away from the ring and and focus on the crowd. We've seen that a couple times. I was yeah. in a in a in attendance of a of a match at one time in the old New Haven Coliseum. It was uh, Sergeant Slaughter and the Ultimate Warrior uh, in a steel cage, and a, the and uh, the Nasty Boys came in to help out uh, um, Slaughter. This is during Slaughter's uh, heel run, and um, a fan jumped the cage, and then you would never oh. believe. It. How quick the police jumped in there and beat the shit out of this guy and got him the fuck out of there. The amazing part about that is uh, Slaughter was talking about that on Sean Mooney's podcast not so long ago and uh, probably last year. And I mentioned on Twitter that I was in that attendance and he just and he actually wrote back to me about that and talking about it. It was so fun. It was very cool. That's so cool, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Damn. That's cool. Yeah. So what'd you guys think of the match overall? Oh, the Adam Bomb. Wait, wait, yeah. what are we at? Adam Bomb. We're on Maple uh, and Adam Bomb. It was a dud. However, I'm not a wrestler, so they did better than I could ever do. <laughs> so, um, um, but I would say I, I would was say an Adam Bomb fan. fan. What's you know? that, Dan? 
Well, I was that this was like a brief match. I mean, it was only was a minute and a half. Yeah, this was yeah. just you know, it was a king in the ring qualifying match, and this basically just made Mabel look strong. So yeah, this is the year that he was. This the year that he won the. Uh, this was the year yeah. that he won the king of the ring. Okay, all right, that seems about right. And I so, think that was Adam's last match with WWF at the time too. Did he join WCW in '95? Uh, I don't know, but I was. I don't think he joined WCW until '97 because if you think of '97, Mortis yeah. had just feud, and uh, you know they were having that big feud with like Mortis and Glacier, you know, Reality Mortal right. Kombat, you want to call it, right? And then, um, they introduced well, that was what. That that's what I heard on Bruce Prichard's podcast. That that was right. like Adam Bomb's last match. I mean, it's very possible he took some time uh, off and negotiated. Maybe the deal. televised. Well, well, I don't know because Adam Bomb was on the next in your house pay per view, so I think he probably left a little bit after that. So that's very. Interesting. I'm just going by what I heard, but like I I yeah. was a huge Adam Bomb fan. Like as a, as a kid, eleven year old me, I thought it was yeah. he was cool. Like he was a big buff dude, you know, yeah, with the colored contacts i thought he was cool you know and unfortunately he didn't and i, I don't get it like i always thought he was going to be a big star just because of the way he yeah. looked but i guess um with that old saying the bell ring or whatever i don't know and then what was he missing i guess he wasn't hitting the he, crowd um, or something he was always a little bit green i guess uh uh, I'm trying to think. I remember seeing him in AWA as well. He was also an AWA guy. I think he was the Night Stalker. You uh, you guys probably, I don't know if you've ever watched I much AWA. Yeah. No, I know of his Night Stalker name, but I never uh, yeah. watched the match or anything. Like, yeah, it was like the, the dying days of the AWA. You should always look up the later AWA. Uh, it's, it's kind was of interesting. They, was that when they went to uh, ESPN? They were on ESPN for a number of years, from like I want to say eighty-six to nineteen ninety. They closed officially in ninety-one, but they hadn't had any. They weren't running any shows when they um, when they closed. But I think they officially decided that they were just done uh, in nineteen ninety-one. Because I'm trying to remember, like a lot of they were really trying back in that day in like nineteen ninety with by bringing in guys, guys like Tully Blanchard and Nikita Koloff. He even brought Harley Racin for a match against Larry Zabisco, which you'd think that that would be like a phenomenal match, but they only let him go ten minutes on TV and uh which was just a little bit for a world uh, title match, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You need at least eighteen twenty four. Yeah. Maybe, right? Yeah. yeah, I would say you'd need at least twenty minutes, you know, but it, it was I don't know. Some of the, the AWA stuff before they went out of business, I think is terribly underrated, uh, but there is a lot of garbage. There's so much garbage just to, to, to go through to find the good stuff. Yeah. All right, so this next match was this WWE was Tag Team Owen. Championship. Owen well, Hart you know and Yoko. Before that match, um, okay. something funny that I found um, when they were advertising the, uh, the Bret Hart shirts, they were advertising them as extra large, but one size fits all. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even catch that. I didn't even catch yeah, that. Yeah, I remember wow. that. You're right. One size fits all, and it was like some kid added on. It looked like a dress on him. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? One That's size soft. fits all? No. That's usually what uh, one size fits all means, right? They just make it go out in uh, the largest t shirt size possible. Basically. They were the king of merchandise. They were the king of the merchandising, though, in that period. Well, you got to keep in mind back then, like, 
America was thinner back then. Yeah. Like, if you look at the statistics, less people had uh, hypertension, diabetes, and all that stuff. I, I, I'm full of useless facts because I read a lot. So that's, yeah. All right. I'm, I'm just going to shut my mouth. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, I, I read stuff in the statistics. And right. Statistics show that more people are overweight than they were in 1995. And it's because there's more access to fast food 24 7. That's, yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna, I, I yeah. understand what you're saying. Uh, we're getting off track again. <laughs> I know. I'm not, I'm know. not trying to no, get no, off no, track. No, no, no. I, said, I could, I do, I do sit there and I read and I know, understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. But I can yeah. sit there and literally talk for two, three hours about the same exact like statistics <laughs> in America. But there's a pro wrestling podcast. Isn't it? I know. And this is why we all get along. Though. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying. What you're saying with like extra large shirts. I'm like, well, that's yeah, where yeah. we were at in the world. Yeah. So the next match that was uh, next. Well, OK, we, we didn't talk about the Owen Yoko match. I loved yep. it. I did not realize how athletic smoking guns were. It, well, uh, they were a were great such, tag team. Yes, I yeah. did not realize. Then again, um, this was 1995. Yep. Um, they made their debut, I read, in 93, I believe. I'm not too sure, but that's what I read. Yep. And they were very thin compared to what you saw in two years. Like, they right. had packed on, both of them packed on a lot of muscle mass. And to see, like, Bart Gunn, the both of them just doing those drop kicks, amazing, crisp drop kicks. It's like, wow. Yeah. Like, they were athletic. They were so, amazing. It's showing that here that they had a three-year run in the WWF. That's not that long, if you think about it, but uh, they split up and both went singles. You know what I mean? Billy yeah. Gunn obviously went on to be the bigger star, which, but, yeah, they were a great tag team. Uh they don't focus much on tag teams these days, which is uh, kind of disappointing. Did uh, yeah, did any of you guys notice in the match the um, the crossbody that Bart Gunn tried to perform on the middle rope, and he looked like he snapped his neck back? Yeah. Yep. Well, oh, I didn't notice. That. I remember that. Yeah. That one was brutal. I mean, that's the one of many knockouts that Bart would receive, but um. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the first of many. <laughs> he'd probably uh, just a couple years down the road, he'd suffer one that would end his career. So, on not only end his career, yeah. but uh, get released. But yeah, but obviously, he tried to go to do like MMA or something like that after. So. Yeah, try to get the really, <laughs> Watching this match uh, made me miss Owen Hart a lot more, and it just it made me like realize like. Like, okay, Brett and Owen, both of them, they sold just really well. Both just hit those ropes and the turnbuckles. Yeah. It laid it in. They just, it, watching, I wanted to touch on this uh, during the, the, the first match with the Hakushi and Brett, but it's just, the both of them just lay it in. It, like, it looked like a real fight to me. Yeah. It, 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 it did. Like, Brett, just, just, like I said, just lays it in, hits that turnbuckle, like, oof. And then they sell. I mean, they sell like Ricky Morton. And yeah, I, I just love watching Owen. I loved watching Owen in this match. It's just, I yeah, like man. watching. I just like watching him. Period. Ever, forever. Yes. You know he is. And I know it's Danny's favorite wrestler is Owen Hart. And uh, I could I could sit there and watch Owen for 
for hours upon hours. I'll go on YouTube. I'll watch his stuff from Japan. I'll watch his stuff from Stampede. And even as the Blue Blazer, I'll go on the network and watch him. Uh, one match I loved back in the day was uh, as the Blue Blazer was him against Ted DiBiase. I thought that was a phenomenal match, even though it was pretty short. And you know what? The, the best thing about Owen was Owen was great. Like, he was an all-rounded wrestler. You could put him in a yep. tag team. He'll work out in a tag team. You put him in a mid-card um, type of feud, he'll work out with that. You know, it was just the main event where people, you know, they'd push him there, but then they'd be hesitant and then pull him out too early when he was just reaching, you know, that momentum. Um, right. Obviously, we would see, like, a year prior in 94, um, for some of you guys who don't know, he was an unrecognized Royal Rumble winner in 94 at a, uh, a house show at okay. uh, Madison Square Garden. I didn't um, know that. He actually won a Royal Rumble. Um, going on, you know, obviously he got the upset against Brett and probably the greatest opening WrestleMania yeah. match of all time. Uh, King of the Ring 94, which yep. you look back at 94, you know, not even him winning the King of the Ring, but the match prior to that, which was only probably like what two or three minutes with him and yeah. the one three three kid. You know, with the short amount of time that they had, they delivered <laughs> one of the quickest, but probably one of the best matches of that night. Those guys could definitely work, him and uh, Sean Waltman. And even if they're going to go out there and do a quick squash for two, three minutes, they're going to dazzle you with those couple yeah. minutes. They really are. Because those two they, were able to just do it in the ring and get your attention. Okay. And then your eyes will all be on that ring. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Uh, the next match we had Lawler and Brett. Well, okay. When did they give away the house? Did they give away the house during this time? Um, I'm it. Um, they're giving it away right now. Uh, yeah, I think it was probably like <laughs> after after the Brett match. The yeah. second yeah. Brett match. Yeah, they yeah. gave away the house, yeah. and that's awesome. Uh, I don't know if you want to touch about touch on that. I mean, hey, they gave away the house right on. Who cares? Who cares? Really? It's. Oh. It, yeah, <laughs> I thought it won it. Well, the one of the things before we get into that, let me just say that I was watching this again earlier today. Like I said, it was the third time in two weeks that I've watched it to try to prepare for this. And they're focusing on saying that the all the entries are being delivered right now and they're driving and it's got like a uh, uh, an armored truck being <laughs> escorted by totally... police. I'm just like, there's no way in hell that's real. As, as like, that is so ridiculous to watch that right there. Yeah, it's like, really? That's how important yeah. the entries are. It's not like it's two million dollars, man. Right. I thought it's that was just, hilarious. It was hilarious. And then they just focus on it just being in this gigantic like glass tank. And it was just and then of course Todd Pettengill and his mullet give the house away. They call him up and the lady starts screaming, all that other crap. <laughs> it was uh, it, it was uh, definitely not a good uh, high point in WWE pay-per-view history. <laughs> So nah, put it that way. Fun. Like the pay-per-view wasn't even the hype. It was all about right. let's get the house away. It's all about the it's, house. Right. It was yes. trying to get people to 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 pay that $14.99. Yeah. They'll give the house away. And then, That's you know, nice. if you, you gotta enter to, you know. So it was pretty interesting. It it was just it was just very bizarre. WWF did a lot of bizarre things to try to get your attention back in the day. Oh shit. I don't know if he's heard that. <laughs> well, it's fireworks, but sometimes it might yeah, not be. The asshole's next sh- door. I live next. There's a bunch of frat boys living next door to us, and there's they're always laying off fireworks. So <laughs> they're uh-huh. doing stupid, stupid parties late at night. Any good-looking college chicks? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. 
<laughs> Anyways, uh, so Diesel, Diesel oh, yeah, uh, defeated Sid Vicious. Yep. Uh, yeah. Let me uh. see how Diesel versus Sid, or probably just Diesel himself. I, I always thought Diesel worked better with smaller guys than yes. people his actual yes. size. I mean, especially the yeah. matches he had with Sean. Um, especially the match he had with Sean at WrestleMania 11 and like prior was, to that. I was there for that match and being inside the arena for that, um, it was in Hartford yeah. being inside the arena for that. The crowd was going crazy for Shawn Michaels and, uh, and diesel. Seriously. It was like, it was a phenomenal match, but like you said, you're absolutely right. Um, Kevin Nash works better with smaller people to, to basically, you know, smaller guys can sell and throw them around and, when they come back, you know, they get they get a huge crowd reaction. But Same this match is yeah. I think Sid I think Sid gets a lot of crap for being just like a big guy, uh not working necessarily the best. People like to say that he was like green throughout his whole career, but I think the guy's character like made up for everything. I think that his character was one of the best characters in professional wrestling in of that era. Yeah. The way I feel watching this match now, I feel it could have been better had the roles were reversed. Yeah. Had Nash been a heel and Sid been the face, I think it would have been better. Only because when I look back at it, um, what Royal Rumble was it when Sid threw out Hulk at the Royal uh, Rumble? Was that 93? 92. 92? He just yeah, was that the one he, he just pulled his arm out and then pulled him all the way out by his yeah, arm? That one, yeah. I actually I watched that recently. Yeah, I you did. Yeah, <laughs> I had to for some reason. You notice that like in the, around that time period, that's when they just started inserting random guys into Royal Rumbles, like guys that weren't necessarily uh, part of the WWF at the time, or they would mm-hmm. just bring in surprise entrants. That's around that yeah. time period because I remember they at one time they brought in Mil Mascaras, and at one time they brought yes. in Carlos Carlos Colon. Yeah. So yeah, I started back in 97, they did the whole uh, they brought in AAA to make them look good because they were down in yeah. Texas. So. Yep, yep. That was so that was I started going back and watching some of the older Royal Rumbles to uh to see about when that it started. But you know, it was uh, I thought it was funny seeing that I just mentioned Carlos Colon that the Gorilla Monsoon uh referred to him as a youngster when he was pretty fucking old back then at that time <laughs> period and beat up looking already. So that's funny. He'd already that's been around great. for like 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I uh when I when I when Sid did that, keep in mind I was eight years old. I was rooting for Sid. An yeah. eight year old and I was a Hulkamaniac. I was, you know, saying my prayers, <laughs> taking my vitamins, man. And then just I saw Sid and like man, I was just to me he was magnetic. I was right just drawn to him and I was rooting for him. And then, you know, uh, obviously, I wasn't smartened up yet. I didn't wasn't a smart fan or anything, but um, yeah, I, I always liked Sid. I don't know, yeah, some, no, something. I was always a, I was always a fan of his. I, you know, I, uh, I discovered him probably about what's it, nineteen eighty nine, when he joined uh, NWA WCW. Before, you know, I know he had done some work in Texas and uh, Memphis as well prior to that. But That's I always cool. thought, like, yeah, I always liked him. Memory. My, I'm sorry, but my earliest memory of him was uh, messing up when he gave Brian Pillman that uh, power bomb in what is that? Um, it was that War Games. War, it yes. was War Games. Okay, 90. I know what you're talking about. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. when he power bombed him, you know, it was so low and like 
it looked like Pillman landed on his legit, like on his neck. Yeah. Remember? And yep. and a giant Gonzalez came out and carried him out. You know, C- came out and carried uh, Byron Pillman out. It, sorry, that was that was that was Elegante. Let's get it right. Elegante. You got to use the right character name for the right time period. Right character for name for the right company and time. For the for right company, time. exactly. He did not Elegante. have like fur on his testicles or anything like that during that era. So. <laughs> <laughs> what was up with that outfit? <laughs> I don't know. That was one of the most ridiculous outfits that I uh, that I saw. That uh, that was all t- part of the time period, though. So yeah. the Undertaker, the Undertaker defeated Kama, who is oh, that's Charles Wright. Yeah, okay, now yeah. I got that right. Sorry, I drew a blank there for a second. I'm uh, trying to struggle here, trying to remember some of this. I'm looking at the times of some of these matches. Some of them aren't really necessarily going over like. They range from like five minutes to like maybe eight minutes to like 12 minutes. Not many are going over that. So I find it very bizarre. This whole pay-per-view clocks in at about an hour and 48 minutes, which is they were trying to do shorter pay-per-view, like bargain pay-per-views in between the major four, the big four. So but uh, this match, another just to me, it's another dud. You know, I mean, I don't ever think like uh, Charles Wright was uh, like a top tier performer he might be a hell of a guy but he's not i don't think he was like you know yeah i agree with you on that uh but i'm sure like you said hell of a guy hey i loved him as the godfather so you know who did it right right and papa shango i thought was a great character Mm. as well oh my god oh my goodness yes you're right i love papa shango and he made the ultimate. Well, he made the warrior throw up on TV. WWF superstars yeah, and, and all that voodoo come down his yeah. head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they were just Love trying it. to comma. They were trying to make cash in on like the UFC type stuff because that was like really big hype at the time. That was it was all brand yes. new and stuff. Do you remember when that came out? Which one? The UFC. The first one on pay per view. Do you remember that? Had to be about ninety three. I remember yeah. watching, I don't think I yeah. saw the first yeah, I one live. I didn't see the first one live, excuse me, but I did see like the second, third, and fourth. After the first few, I, uh, brutal, man. Yeah, that stuff it was, was different. Well, yeah. for the time, I'm a huge, like, uh, Shamrock, Ken Shamrock, and like Dan Severn, uh, fan and i really i uh i used to get tapes from japan at the time so i used to see like ken shamrock and like pancreas and shit like that you know back in the day so man those so i knew him so i knew shamrock before then and shamrock worked the territories like in the later 80s under the name vince torelli he was completely just looked like some overly italian guy (laughs) so (laughs) working like the working like the carolinas but it's like you know he was he was i always liked him prior to that you know that's awesome yeah, Bam Bam Bigelow so, uh, defeated Tatanka. What do you guys think of this match? I didn't um, get to see any of this. Is, is it on the network? Yeah, it's not on the network. Is that not on? Yeah, that was not on the network. No? Uh, yeah, because after the uh, after the, after Diesel, the Diesel? 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 Yeah. match, they, oh, these are the dark matches. I'm sorry. Yeah, those yeah. are dark matches. They yeah. had three dark matches afterwards, which I'm just saying, like these three. I don't know why they would not put these three. Because it was Bam Bam, Tatanka, and British Bulldog, uh, and Owen Hart wrestled to a draw. That went uh-huh. to a pit. That was also another King of the Ring qualifying match. Did they end up airing any of that on, like, say, Superstars oh. or some crap like that? 
Oops. I don't think that's so. A good question. It's a qualifying. Know. Yeah, that's very bizarre. I don't know. I I don't understand. Well, I mean, I understand. You know, they only wanted to have a a short yeah. pay per view, but um, right. yeah, I didn't get to right. see those matches. I would love to see those matches though. But yeah, you know, I'm sure we can see those somewhere. But this was overall, I didn't think it was that bad of a show. I mean, it wasn't the greatest show, but you know, it's probably for the time period, it wasn't too bad. No, I mean, honestly, exactly. the, honestly, the the Bret Hart feud basically just saved the entire show. Basically. Yes. Um, yes. yes. Yeah, Brett. It's everything else. Yeah, Brett just saved the show. I don't know. Is Brett? This was before he he blew up. Well, did he get the? T- what's I think this point? was prior. Hmm. Was it? Was it prior to his? I don't remember when his first world title win was. Was this prior to that? His first world title win was the no, ninety two. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's like this is after. I think this is in between championships because this is when. Uh, because I don't think Brett Diesel's was the title again until like late '95, like Survivor's Survivor Series '95. That late, huh? Wow. Yeah. Wow. There's a show that we should probably talk about in the future during our regular. '95. Yeah. I think one of the shows. I think uh, was it next week? We have planned Clash of the Champions one for next Sunday, right? There's no regular pay per view next Sunday, right? No, I don't think so. Yeah, so on the off Sundays, if there's no pay-per-views, we're going to be doing retro reviews. So I know JJ and I talked about doing Clash the first Clash of the Champions. Yeah, I'm totally so, down. I'm totally down for that. I mean, the network version is going to be... Uh, I know the music has changed up a bit. I don't know how edited down it is, but I might be able to find a copy, the original copy of, uh, of that as well. So That's cool. Uh, I don't... Oh, and there is commentary on that one? Yes, there's commentary. Yeah. It's I'm Jim there. Ross and what's-his-face? Somebody else. I, I recall watching some, an old NWA WCW pay-per-view, and, I, and there was no commentary. I don't remember what it was, though. I, Unless I was just really inebriated that night. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Yeah, uh, I'll have to check. <laughs> Anything's possible when I'm watching professional wrestling, though, honestly. And, you know, like and I said, last time, last time I, uh, JJ and I did an episode together, I had been drinking quite a bit on that Sunday night. So I don't remember much of that either. But, uh, <laughs> so, well, um, you were drinking. I was uh, kind of sober, but not. And this, yeah. this, this, this week, I'm uh, a bit stoned. <laughs> but it's okay. So, you know? What else do you guys want to talk about? We got we got some time left. We got about oh, forty five minutes well, left. If you guys uh, want to talk, how about those um those allegations? Those uh, you know. uh I don't want to. Uh, yeah, it's all right because yesterday I said that I wasn't going to talk about it on uh, the episode that I did yesterday with my buddy. However, we ended up talking about it anyways. But you know, it's okay. Um, I don't necessarily agree with some of them. I'm not the victim. Um. But I'm not those guys either. I don't know who to, which ones to believe. There's a couple of them that I think might well, be. Well, I heard out of all the allegations, I heard they released uh, Jack Gallagher. I get that. Yeah. It definitely did happen. Um, that's very disappointing. Uh, that to, is, to, yeah. Because things like that, uh, these guys need to be careful. Okay. What's the AEW guy? Checked into rehab. Uh, so Jim, Jimmy Havoc, Jimmy Havoc. Yeah. yeah, he checked into rehab for mental illness and they're investigating yeah. the uh, situation that he's in. But one of the things that um, 
Yeah, it's really disappointing about Jack Gallagher because it's going to be. Um, I don't agree with any of that stuff, just to say. But no. like I said, it's hard to know which is actually true and which isn't true. Right. I don't know, you know, and it's yeah. and it it's sucks when. Look what happened to Enzo. Yeah, that wasn't well, they, fair, man. That wasn't yeah. fair. He, he, he wasn't right. guilty. That wasn't right. But fair. they 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 found out they found that out after he had already been released too. But one but of the still, things that it's like she went to social media. These guys it's need like, to be careful because these guys are going to ruin their careers. That's the thing. Like by doing stupid shit makes, like that, it makes me upset because what happens to the good old days of rock and roll and having fun and having groupies? It's like what? And now it's like women are like, all right, I'm gonna sleep with this famous guy and then I'm gonna say he raped me and I'm gonna want millions of dollars. It's like. Whatever happened is having a, 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 a ain't nothing but a good time, you know. What poison? Didn't they sing that? Jeez, <laughs> yes, that's definitely poison. Ooh, it it just right, makes me. I'm sorry. It, it gets me. No, weird no. I don't want to talk about. It. Well, I don't want to talk. It scares me because I'm. I have a wild lifestyle, and it just scares me. It just it scares me. That's all I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna leave it at well, that. Well, one of the I'm other things is that. One of the other things is that I have three daughters and I don't want uh, anything to happen to my daughter. So it's a little sensitive subject to me. It's kind of fucked up. You know what I mean? The whole entire situation, you know, but some of these, a couple of these accusers, I feel maybe uh, they're exes that are kind of bitter, I think. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying every single one of them. I'm just saying there's a couple that I would think. Mm. And then, you know, there's somebody that I sort of know was... uh, accused uh of uh something very similar and it's kind of upsetting when you know a person and then you hear these allegations you know what uh, i mean and then it makes you look at that person in a completely different light and then it's uh, also dis- you're disappointed and then you just want no part of that and the worst part is sometimes i have my kids around some of these guys you know what i mean because i know and, and it's just kind of upsetting to uh yeah. It's, it's just an upsetting thing. Yeah. Very, very, very upsetting. And then I saw the uh, text about Velveteen Dream. That's been going ongoing for a little while now. Uh, Is for, it real? I'm, I can't I answer know. that. I can't answer that because I'm not him. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, so, I, I, and, I, and I'm not that victim. So I don't know. No. I, I don't. It's just. Go to the cops. Why aren't people going to the cops instead of going to social media? That's my like, problem. Well, one of the things is, yeah, they ex- they're exposing it on uh, social media. And I just, I don't feel like that's the right route to go about it. But sometimes that's the, it seems to be the way to get, uh, sometimes it, it seems to get the way that people listen. Because sometimes when you go to the authorities, they don't necessarily listen either. We know how cops are. We know how authorities are. And that is some, you know, there's some great, I know I've got friends that are cops. There are some really wonderful people, but you know, there's also a lot of douchebags out there that are police officers that will just ignore you and walk away or anything else. No, you else. go to the station and you file a report and then they do the kit. I, I don't yeah. know. It's just, I don't know. It, it's, it, it, it bothers me because at the same time, it scares me. It, it, it just scares me because, okay, if you have a, an act, lifestyle like that yeah it's just it's it's just it's it bothers me and it just scares me mm. what's the guy from nxt uk uh mustache mountain that guy 
Oh, um, um, Trent Seven. Is that him? Yeah, that's. I was about to say that name, but it just wasn't. Um, but apparently, somebody came out and said that that's not necessarily true. That they were all. Uh, that one of the girls that he was hanging around with that night came out and said that they were all partying and just acting ridiculous, and never was he acting inappropriate. And so that is just like anything that happened was not uh, inappropriate. So, you know, there's, there is some people that will come out. And so basically this girl came out and defended him in a way. So, you know. Well, that's how you know you're who your true friends are. When something yeah. comes up, you know, like that. And you got people sticking up for you. Yeah. That's how you know who your true friends are. So. Yeah, I guess they were. But, I mean, a, but Danny had a. Had a package to open up. Am I correct? Yes. Let's see this package. Let's get off oh, this. Yeah, yeah. Let's, All right. let's get oh, off the subject because I, I want to. Let's focus on some positivity. Get off all the uh, yeah, touch you know stuff me, Rick. here. So, um, <laughs> finally got this probably after a month because after the whole um, protest things in Chicago and worldwide, um, mm-hmm. obviously we saw the post of uh, pro wrestling tees or instant tees um, boarding up their shop. So yeah. we're not sure. We weren't sure if they got looted or they just wanted to be safe for their protection. Um, I finally got the confirmation email saying, "Oh, it got shipped." I was like, "All right, about fucking time." You know, nothing against you guys. So they're, they're a great in. bunch of a great bunch of guys over there. Uh, that whole entire company, guys and girls, I should say, they really take care of the indie guys out there or the wrestlers in general. You know, uh, and uh, they're really, really great excited. with their customers. Go ahead, bud. I'm definitely getting excited for uh, July 1st. Um, yeah. And, uh, the new Owen Hart uh, merchandise. I saw one of the new. Sh- I saw one of the new shirts that's coming out, and I absolutely love it. Uh, I got to get on that. I really do got to get on that. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go on the site. You? Yeah. Sorry, Rick. Rick, you know I'm under a rock. Look, I work <laughs> six days a week. Um, I have. I'm always running around doing errands. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm busy. Rick's like you. Like, why aren't you? <laughs> You're about to yell at me. You need to jump on this stuff. Yeah, I mean, did you open your, did you open your loot box yet? Well, uh, yeah, me, my father and yeah, I recorded. Your dad? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I just gotta uh, upload it on the YouTube. All right, I want to see we your reaction. Recorded. I, I love my yeah. autograph in the box. By the way, that was the reason why I kept that box. But me too. Um, yeah. So, all right, Danny. Let's see it, I, Danny. Let's see what's in the box. This ain't the first one. I mean, I, I'm still expecting another one soon. Yep. So, but um, just for you guys for the uh, channel today. So, get this started. And about time I get in this type of packaging. Out of all the fucking PW um, Pro Wrestling T packages I get, never got it in the packaging. But. I love that packaging when it comes to the to the house and with the pink writing on but, it. I get uh, so excited. <laughs> Rick, I don't it, but. I just pick up the order. <laughs> now, I've mentioned these guys. I've mentioned these guys very uh, frequently. So, um, let's get it started here. All right. Open this up. Oh, <gasps> nice, Dan. That's nice. So cool. Oh, oh, that's so that's, cool. Danny that's is holding up the uh, demolition T-shirt. That's a nice one. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've favorite. been really, I've been really getting into uh, like Bill Eady lately. Yeah. Whether he's Axe or um the Mass Superstar, um, really started to uh, follow his career just a little mm-hmm. bit, and um, recently just watching his um, his RF shoot interview with uh, Smash. Yeah. Um, a lot Ooh. of history. 
So um, that's it. Definitely rfbo.com. Yeah. Um, some of their, uh, some of their shoots, high, uh, high spots has, uh, purchased some of their videos. So, um, yeah. I've been able to get them off high spots since high spots tends to be, um, a little bit quicker with the shipping. Uh, I'm like RF, God forbid I get another phone call from Mark or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> they, um, high spots, we always praise high spots on the show. I'm sure you hear it. Uh, JJ. Yes, I, uh, every time we're, it. every time he and I are on together that, uh, um their shipping is incredibly quick you can order on say a monday you're gonna get it by like thursday it's it's phenomenal that's great yeah i listened to the episode like i said the episode uh where you said you had all the autographs i enjoyed it i love it's great it's a great episode so i listened um i uh rick as you know remember i told you about the pro wrestling loot remember when i was a little too late on ordering well, yep. uh, Jeff Dino is a man of his word. He did Got throw it. in the pint size All Stars Brian Pillman Jr. because uh, I did not get last month's box. Right. And remember, I told you he, I called. He told me to call the shop, and he just appreciated everything I did. You know, just everything I do for just promoting them, whatever videos. And that was very yeah. nice of him. So yeah, uh, to him and everybody at Pro Wrestling Loot, just thank you. That's I thank you. You know, I think one of the times that we were talking about this, that that figure uh, I saw sold on eBay for quite a bit of money, that Brian Pillman Jr. figure. But at the same time, they have it on their website for $15. But I saw it sold, sell on eBay for $75, which I was like, someone's a jackass here. They didn't even bother to look or they didn't even try to find where the original was because I'm sure he's got plenty of them sitting there. Now, apparently, oh. uh, speaking of the pint size all stars with that are available from uh, Pro Wrestling Loot, we're getting a Ricky Morton one next month. I don't know if really? you uh, if you saw that. And then uh, there's going to be a blue variant version where there's going to be fifty randomly inserted. There's a limited of fifty, so I'm kind of want the blue one, but the uh, I'm excited for the Ricky Morton one. I may, I don't know if I'm going to cancel my pro wrestling loot box because it's not, they're not with, with the exception of the autographs are not necessarily uh, producing enough product uh, in the boxes that I'm particularly really? happy with. And, you know, I have uh, through them, I got both of the Lucha brothers autographs, which I'm excited for yeah. Uh, yeah. as of this month. I got so. good autograph. Good, um, I got Kenny Omega's from them. Uh, really? I got a lot of good stuff. Yeah, uh, can you? I think I got Finn Balor through them. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I. It's just like with me, you you never know what you're gonna get in pro wrestling. I love it. I'm just I'm right. on it. Where pro wrestling crate, they actually advertise. Uh, they give you an idea of what you're gonna yeah. get, which is, which well, I like. And, and, pro wrestling, and pro wrestling has started do, had starting. Oh, sorry, they've started doing that. Like letting yeah. you know what. You're yeah, and I noticed that because, you know, they got to keep in competition, you know. But I love well, both. I do. I think Crate uh, is particularly better. What I like the best about Pro Wrestling Crate is that you get two T-shirts, and uh, I'm a T-shirt guy. So that's one of my yeah, favorite right. items. And one of the things is I mentioned to Danny last time that he might be interested in joining up on the next month's Pro Wrestling Crate is there's a, it's an Impact Wrestling-themed box, and it's going to be a pretty amazing box, it looks like. So Really? Yeah. So... So we go uh, along with our Tuesday night impact reviews. I might, when I get that one, we might have to hold it off, hold off on opening it until the 
impact review if i can hold off i don't know like i said i'm a, like a kid at christmas on those fucking uh, when i get this stuff. <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> me so. too this box came in last night and i waited all so yeah. roughly 20 minutes before we started recording you know right. me and my, my dad and i recorded and then you know came on here yeah yeah i know I've got some other stuff though i got some other stuff coming i got a lot of stuff coming from high spots this week danny sent me something from them yeah, their yeah. their mystery box is coming that I ordered from them, and um, I bought a lot of stuff from their Facebook feed that they had that one day. So I spent a little bit of money, and then I think uh, I should just buy stock in high spots to tell you the truth because I've been spending <laughs> way too much spending way too much money there in the last month. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I also got a lot of stuff coming in. Um, I still got a couple of RS video shoots that I'm still waiting for the confirmation to say, oh, they shipped. You know, yeah. like I said, this guy's going to probably leave me another voicemail or call me again and say, hey, we don't have this, but let me look twice just to make sure. Um, then I got a couple more um, DVDs from uh, High Spots. Yeah. Um, a couple of them are autographed. Um, one of them do I do have coming um, is going to be featured on a giveaway. So I'm nice. not going to say which one it is yet. So I usually do that on the uh, the Facebook group, the Wrestling DVD Room. So JJ's that, a, a, a young and he doesn't use Facebook. He's like one of those millennial kids or something that he uses <laughs> a Snapchat. Yeah, I'm on Snapchat and Instagram, and yeah. you follow me at uh at JJ Sins. It's a double yep. J S I N N Z. Yes, yeah. go ahead and follow each other. There you go. Yeah, and so. yeah, we got a lot of stuff. What else do we got to talk about? I mean, there's a lot of merchandise coming up. A lot oh, of merch well, that we're purchasing. Speaking of merchandise, Rick, I don't not, know what not me. Not um, me. I'm um, just the yeah, on WWE shop. They have like yeah. these, uh, like these rookie T-shirts, and um, they're basically of like Undertaker. Um, they have like a picture of like Mean Mark Calloway, and they have Triple huh. uh, H as terrorizing. Um, oh, really? All as, uh, uh, what was it? Diamond, Diamond Stone. Stone? Oh. <laughs> I'm going to have to look these up because yeah, that uh, sounds like something I'd definitely have, be interested uh, in, especially those have, guys. Uh, they have Edge as uh, Adam Hardcastle or whatever, Sex Castle or whatever. He was in, uh, he, was in he, he appeared in WCW as well. Yeah. Uh, Kane yeah. did as well. Uh, what was Kane's name? Uh, Bruiser yeah. something, Bruiser Mustino or something like that. They have, yeah. they have this shirt too. They have an Isaac Yankum shirt right now. They have all these like rookie t shirts. Uh, uh, oh. I wonder if there were the, what, what's the price range on those? Are those about the same price as uh, the regular t shirts? Oh, yeah, 27. Yeah. I'll wait for them to have one of those incredible sales again or yeah, one of those things. Always you know? I'll wait for yeah. a sale. Yeah. yeah, I always, I haven't I bought Tom. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, that's a cool one. I like that. Yeah, I don't. Cool. I have not yeah. bought a lot. I actually purchased from WWE twice this year. Uh, I don't. A lot of their T-shirt designs aren't necessarily great, but I bought a Cesaro shirt and an NXT shirt this year. So, I think I got my fill on WWE T-shirts. You know, for a while. <laughs> so, but they do. They they don't produce as many as like you know pro wrestling tees or something like that produces. Yeah. I just have too many shirts. I've been getting those crates for years. It's just like, yeah. First off, I just want to tell you one thing, JJ. There's never such thing as too many shirts. Legit. So I have probably. Yeah, I think my whole dresser, three of my drawers, is uh, filled with just wrestling shirts. 
and that's not even counting any of my rock shirts or any of that crap. So, oh, wow. you know, that's, so I got a lot of that too. That's so. awesome. So what about the, the um, go ahead. It's great. I'm saying I had a blast on this. This is great. Yeah, I had a I had a blast too. One thing before we uh, we still got a few minutes. If you want to yeah, talk we, some more, we got uh, it came out today that the Undertaker's retiring or is retired. So what do you guys think of this? What? I think it's kind of there was no final match other than I guess uh, WrestleMania 36. Rumor is right. that this is last the, match. The, the way I see it, the way I see it, the way Undertaker should have ended his career in WWE. Should have been the same way he started in WWE, and that's at Survivor Series. You know, have his last match at Survivor Series. Yeah, you know, I, I, I see what you, I see what you're saying. It's actually his first match. It's a piece of trivia that it's that's his first televised match was at Survivor Series. He had actually worked a match prior to that taped where he wrestled as Connecticut, Connecticut's own Mario Mancini. So, wow. WWF legend. Yep. yep. That's cool. Yep. So that is the first uh, Undertaker opponent for w- in WWF. Anyways, but yeah, um, I think that he should really wait until he could. Uh, I mean, you know, just at least have. Obviously, he only works like once or twice a year. This past year is probably his most active year in a very long time. Oh, yeah. Wrestling probably like five, six matches and coming out and doing some TV stuff, but. He, um, I think he could wait and have one match in a, a full arena so we can get the proper send off in front of fans. That's what I would like to see. I've never been too big of an Undertaker fan, but I understand his importance to the wrestling business and who so, he is, the character, you know. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so you're tell you're dropping a bomb on me here. So you're telling me Undertaker announced his retirement today. That's yep. He said that WrestleMania thirty six was he's retired as of WrestleMania thirty six, what, April in April. Yep. Wow. Uh, Did you read this, Dan? Did you hear that? Um, I mean I read the document um I saw the documentary on yeah. um I think and everything there was just like indications like oh yeah like I'm done like him yeah. just riding off into the sunset and then whatever yeah but um yeah I mean the way I say it, I mean he he praised AJ Styles I mean don't get me wrong and they you know showed him working with other guys like all the younger guys in NXT yeah. but um like I said the, the way I see it you know if you're gonna come into WWE you know first televised match 1990 at Survivor Series ironically in Connecticut um yeah Hartford you know, Connecticut yep. <laughs> retire the same place you basically you know grew your career in you know so but yeah. against who though um i mean obviously we're not never going to see another triple h versus undertaker match again uh, i don't think so maybe um, I mean, if that any, would that would be an interesting match, though, JJ. Like you I said, Alistair Black, because Alistair Black, I think, is this, one of the I top guys in WWE right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to see yeah. that. Yeah, this bums me out because the uh, you know, Undertaker debuted in '91 of November. Am I? Uh, this is 1990. Yep. Oh, oh. I think he left. JJ, where'd you, there oh. you go. What are you fucking with your phone? No, <laughs> call. Oh, that happened to me actually. That happened to me a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I thought you hung up on us. <laughs> no, no, I would never. No, no. I'm sorry about that. I would never hang up with anybody. 
Come on, come on. Uh, um, yeah. I was just saying, Undertaker debuted in 91 of 90. November. 1990. Yep. Okay. Well, November. So you figure 10 months later, what, roughly? Uh, or 11 months later, whatever. The next, the next Halloween after that, I was Undertaker. I'm serious. Yeah. Um, no? Uh, I was Undertaker, and I remember my mom was like, "You're uh, nobody's gonna know who who you are." And I'm like, "I don't care." Yeah, I, I, I yeah. Uh, me. It's like nine years old. Yeah. So eight years old. I was a huge Undertaker fan, man. Like, yeah. I mean, who wasn't uh, really? I mean, I was a little bit, but you know, I didn't really. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't necessarily a huge Undertaker fan, but I enjoyed him working with some people. You know, certain matches were always a blast. A lot of people like him, though. I was enthralled when I first saw him yeah. on TV. I was just, "Who is this? I this is this dude's amazing." And that was around time for me, like Hulkamania. Like I'm over it, Undertaker. And I, I was what? Uh, I was born in '84, so I was seven years old. Speaking of which, now you mentioned you dressed up as the Undertaker for Halloween. Dan, have you ever dressed up as any wrestlers for Halloween when you were growing up? Oh, um, I mean, not not that I recall. I mean, I remember dressing up maybe as like Batman, a firefighter. I dressed up as uh, right. Paul Stanley from Kiss. That's uh, an awesome. That's a good one. Yep. <laughs> uh, wrestler wise, um, actually, no. Now that I recall, I think I dressed up as Sting. Um, one year. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, me too. Yeah. In nineteen eighty nine, me and a couple buddies of mine from uh, was I in middle school. We dressed up as Sting and the Road Warriors together with the face paint for uh, for Halloween, and we went trick or treating. Oh. <laughs> so cool, man! So, because I saw a picture, of, I saw a picture of them together. It was probably what before the Road Warriors left the NWA and went to WWF, and yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. So we're just sitting here That's talking awesome. about Halloween costumes. Uh, but uh, what else we got? It's only because you dropped the bomb on me. It's only because you told me like take. Is retired. Well, I let's see if uh, if I can see Undertaker face one guy from NXT at the moment. I I think one guy he could really work with is uh, Damian Priest. That'd be a fucking match. That would be a match right there. Yeah, that yeah. would be a fun match. Another guy that I'd like to see. Um, I'm a huge uh, what's his name, Cameron Grimes fan. Uh, you know, yeah. Trevor Lee. Uh, I think that that guy is going to have a future as well in WWE, and I'd like to see him wrestle The Undertaker, too. Either of those two guys, I think, would put on a phenomenal match. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i just saying, like, okay, arm court, uh, arm back, armchair quarterbacking, whatever, booking. Okay, Undertaker's, you know, you can't wrestle too much. Picture a three-way dance. Aleister Black, Damian Priest, and Taker. Come on. I mean, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, he's been able to sit, go in there and hold his own, though. He's been able to hold his own for the most part uh, in the shape that he has. I, he carried uh, what's his name uh, Goldberg through a match in Saudi Arabia just last was it last year or the year before, which was yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that got a lot of flack uh, that match. I felt bad for Goldberg because a lot of people got uh, got on his case. I mean, the guy knocked himself cold by accident. You know, anything could happen in a match, but it's like the internet. Yeah. wrestling community uh they're really rough on some people you know and that and that, that was a perfect that was a perfect display of like the internet wrestling community being rough on somebody i mean the guy still draws money because he's yeah. he's a huge draw but people still get on his you know it's like oh he's too old but it's obviously 
some older fans come back just because of who's coming back, coming in the ring. You know what I mean? Very, yeah. Very true. Very right, man. Very right. Yeah. Yeah. So what else we so, got, guys? Oh, well, man. besides that, like I said, I, I got my PW loot box yesterday. Like I said, that's just, well, this wasn't in the in the box, but uh, you got yours as well. And yep. I got to load mine up to my YouTube channel. Um, I don't know, maybe you want to do a, a, like a recommendations. Does anybody have a, a book recommendation, TV show recommendation? So uh, I don't really watch much television. Uh, there's no baseball right now. So um, there's really nothing for me to watch other than wrestling. Baseball and wrestling are really the only things I watch. Uh, um, however... I mean, I got a couple. Me today. Go I ahead, got a couple of wrestling, uh, wrestling DVDs, maybe for like recommendations. Yeah. Um, Any recommendations? I mean, Rick, uh, you've been uh, on this DVD for a while now. Is that uh, that Dynamite Kid uh, documentary? I got to get my ass on that because I have yet to purchase it. But I keep I keep finding other stuff every time those auctions pop up. You, uh, the on high spots stuff pops up and I just put the dynamite to the side but that dynamite kid documentary I've watched it uh, I've, it's available streaming on high spots network it's a very good documentary if you ever get a chance to watch that JJ it's very okay. good yeah um, some of those some of the uh, the old school shoots which uh Rick you and me are going to be going over Mr. Wrestling 2 yep um, Mr. Wrestling 2 one yep Thursday we doing that Thursday okay yeah. Yeah, I think I think that that could happen Thursday. Yep. All right, and then um, another one is the uh, I think it's called the Never Say Die. I'm looking at the name here. What is the name of that? Uh, yeah, I, I never quit the uh, the Magnum TA story. Just basically. Yes, oh. I gotta I gotta get on that one. I don't I didn't have that one. Uh, there is also a Jim Crockett Promotions uh, documentary on High Spots. Uh, highly recommended as well. I really like that. So iSpots really kills it with their documentaries that they make themselves. They're they're very good. Uh, speaking of old Jim school that, speaking of oh, that, I saw an old school video of um, it was like an old school. It, it was like not like a backstage segment, but like basically like behind the scenes, and it showed yeah. like Hawk, Animal, Luger, uh, Garvin, and you can really tell they were all under the influence in some way. Oh, I know what you're talking about when the video in Hulk. Hawk uh, goes to the sink and with the with the water up his nose. Yeah, and basically you got forget Luger, you got Luger and Hawk going like gondoria and shit like that. What? Yeah, yeah. I've Hawk never was heard straight this. up doing blow. Yeah, and, he's going, and then he's going up to Dusty Rose talking about like, oh, let me shoot with you, let me shoot with you, let me shoot with you, and I'm just like, what the hell? You guys are gonna, one of you guys is gonna have to send that to me. I've never seen. This I saw before. it on YouTube. I just posted it on the uh, the DVD room. The but, DVD um, room, I'll okay. I'll, yes. I'll definitely send the uh, the message on uh, Facebook because yeah, I send was me that link. Um, they were all singing uh, "Row, row, row your boat." It was funny as shit. And then they really gave us like an insight on like uh, the whole uh, blade jobs. Like, where do you keep your blade? Like, where do you put them? Like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, so I heard- a different video. Well, no, because the video he was talking about, I was thinking of another yep. video where, where they were like visibly doing some, uh, you know, party favors. So. 
There's also <laughs> something I wanted to bring up to you, uh, JJ. Hang on, let me find it right here. Somebody sent it to me before. Because JJ is also a huge Walking Dead fan. I heard that there's supposed to be another um, spinoff. Really? Uh, called The Other World. Somebody sent me that information earlier. Oh, yes. I, uh, I heard first about here. Yeah, first time I heard about it was from a gentleman that uh, sent me the info today. I thought it was kind of random. Um, but, yeah, they, they uh, still have yet to uh, finish the season finale. So, Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm sad. It's whatever. I'm, I'm dealing with it in my way. Well, we're not dealing. I'm we're dealing with a lot of garbage today. Uh, yeah. it's, uh, 2020 has been turned upside down. Bus, man. Uh, professional wrestling world professional wrestling world as a you know as has gone upside down starting with the pandemic and then the last 72 hours has just gone crazy insane. i mean we're we're going to find out more stuff tomorrow i'm sure cuz it seems like every day since uh all this speaking out stuff that just more more stuff keeps getting it coming keeps, out and it's yeah. and it's very sad that people are like that it really is yeah but well, if i can recommend one thing if anybody out there is in the true crime uh, I recommend Criminy List, cr- criminally listed on YouTube. Okay. It's one of my favorite channels. Uh, it gives you it talks about serial killers and ser- serial killers you you know don't really know. Just a very interesting channel. Uh, they put up content every day, and um, it's amazing. It's an amazing channel. I love it. Anyone out there loves that stuff? Look it up. Criminally listed. My mom would love that. It's too bad she's not here to see it because she was into a lot of that stuff. She would uh, sit there and read all that stuff constantly. She was into a lot of true crime and all that bizarre stuff like that. She yeah, me too. Sit there. yeah, she had tons and tons of books on it and would just awesome. watch all those shows all the time. But it must yeah. be a mom thing because my mom is like that too. But she doesn't read the books. She watches the uh, like the true crime TV shows. You know, yeah, that is like a or something yeah some of them could be really interesting some of them could be really interesting yeah very interesting like unsolved mysteries (laughs) yes they're supposed to be bringing it back i heard it's coming back on netflix there's a new uh, there's a new unsolved mysteries coming up well i'm looking forward to that i hope the i hope the host is um you know like robert stack robert stack had that like was um, it uh that's not the guy from uh star trek was it the guy from Star Trek next one of the, what the guy from Next Generation uh, hosted that for a while. I never watched uh, Star Trek, so I'm <sighs> sorry. Wrong with, something wrong with you. <laughs> and I've never seen it's... Star Wars. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh my god. Yeah, There's I'm no sorry. Fucking way that's yeah. I don't anybody yeah. yeah, see, look at Dan's face. Anytime someone comes out and says they've never seen Star Wars, I have no idea. You know what, Dan? I mean sorry. JJ. You want a recommendation? Watch the first three original Star Wars movies in order. That's your recommendation, and that's your job for next week. That's your job. <laughs> put yes, put sir. eight hours. Put eight hours aside. And I want. Yeah, you should be ashamed of yourself. Anybody that has not seen Star Wars, especially at your age, I don't get that at all. And and the only reason why I know about it is because of Spaceballs. I'm You're sorry. Ki- you, you are <laughs> fucking killing me with this. You are really killing me because those movies were so important to my youth. Maybe it's because you know they were uh, they were coming out around the time I was born, or a couple of years. That was a couple they years were old. But I mean, and they, and they were groundbreaking for those that time. Special, the, the special effects still hold up today as being some yeah. of the best special effects ever in the movie industry. 
So I don't I've, understand that. I've been meaning to get around to it. I procrastinate. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Dan, I'm assuming by the face you made, you've actually watched Star Wars. Uh, not only did I watch Star Wars, but um, I've got like most of the Blu-rays. I got some of the um, re-released uh, Blu-rays with the special slip covers. Um, yeah, I, Star Wars has always been um, pretty big in my childhood. Yes. Uh, the original trilogy, yes. Of course, yes. Uh, I'll, I'll say the prequels because I grew up on the prequels. Right. Um, I don't really necessarily tolerate episode two with Anakin being a whiny bimbo bitch. Um, <laughs> and then, um, you know, I guess you would say the, the Disney trilogy, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you would say it was balanced because, you know, it started off good. The Last Jedi was, or no, not the last, wait, was it The Last Jedi? Yeah, yeah I think it was probably yeah. the last Yeah, yep. that was shit. You know, you got freaking, oh, when the fuck was Luke Skywalker drinking out of fucking titty milk? Like, are you serious, dude? No, that happened, oh yeah, that happened in the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, yeah, that, yeah that was yeah, like yeah. immediately after the uh, the conclusion of uh, Seven. And then, um, yep. Yep. I, honestly, the the rise of Skywalker that was just them. That was just Star Wars fans bitching, saying bring somebody back, and Palpatine just comes out of nowhere, and it's like, you know, didn't really give a good explanation on how he survived the fall from Episode Six. You know, he's practically wired up. You know, right? <laughs> yeah, you got but, a point um, there. You you definitely got a point there with that. What? Yeah. Look, I did love. The uh, like the in between movies. I loved Rogue One. Um, just going between you know episodes three and episodes four, I thought that was fantastic. Um, really given the origin of like how they recovered the uh, the Death Star plans and everything. And then Solo was okay. I, I, I did like Solo. I'm gonna tell you this that is one. Did JJ leave again? No, 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 no. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I think that solo is a terribly solo is a terribly under underrated movie. I think that a lot of people gave that flack when it came out, and I I loved it. I think that it, I thought it was really good. It felt like it was a Star Wars movie. There's certain movies out of the series you watch that don't necessarily feel like Star Wars movies, but this one did. Well, I am definitely looking forward to the uh, the reprise of uh, Obi Wan Kenobi and the. Uh, Ewan McGregor in the Obi Wan Kenobi series. Yeah, I just they just announced that uh, what last week, right? Ah, uh, no, hey, no? They, they announced that a couple months ago. Okay, uh, I just read a read some sort of an article on it uh, last week. I so. mean, it's been out for a while, but like, yeah, basically went out there. I don't know how many months ago, and they, you know, whoever conducted the interview was like, "Are you coming back as Obi Wan?" And he was just like. Yes, <laughs> and he got like a huge pop for it. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely uh, looking forward to that. And basically, it just takes place after dropping off Luke in Episode Three. You know, see what kind of adventures he. Don't, uh, give, me any, don't give me any spoilers now. Oh, no. I know I know I do have to watch Star Wars. Like I I I have to do that. Like I know I have to. It's like my birthright. You know. You, yeah. Well, I mean, you're. Um... <laughs> How old now? 37, you said? I'm, um, I'm 36. Well, either 36. way, you should have seen it by now. There's no excuses, especially in your age bracket, that you should have I seen know. it. I've seen them. I can't even count that high how many times I've seen them. Anytime they're on TV, I'll sit there and watch it. 
Uh, other, movie, great... other movies I'll always uh, recommend too is uh, The Shining and uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Sleep, uh, which I haven't seen yet, but the sequel looks interesting. So what is it, Doctor What? I think it's Doctor Sleep. I have not Doctor heard of that yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, if you were McGregor, he's basically okay. the son, you know, uh, some odd years later. So okay, basically after the after the events of The Shining, this is basically okay. the sequel. I did not. Uh, I have not heard of that. But the Shining. Uh, yeah, that was a movie that I watched a lot as a kid as well because it was seemed like it was on TV or HBO quite a bit when I was a kid. That was a good movie. I was actually gonna get red rum tattooed on my throat. Like, <laughs> I'm serious. For about a good three years, I contemplated that, like getting it on my throat, and uh, I'm happy I didn't. <clears throat> Instead, I got other stuff on my throat. So, <laughs> sorry, Rick. You're just like, oh, Jake. You are just making me crack up today. You really are. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> Excuse me. I just want to make people laugh. That's it. So, you know, I roll. <laughs> so, d- how, how do we do? Did we do good? I think we had a blast today. We always have I had fun a just time. shooting the shit. Uh, we may have been a little bit unprofessional, or, but that's okay because we're just fucking here shooting the shit, talking about wrestling and other things in life. Yeah, and the, the positive, yeah. like I told you, right? Last exactly. week, or was it, yeah. like two weeks ago, I, I told you, like, I, I just want them but positive vibes, bro. Yes, yeah. you want to focus I... on the positive, get rid of the shit. Uh, all these guys too. that are being accused of things, I don't want to look at, I hate looking at these guys uh, being bad guys. I don't want to just get yeah. off my TV. You know, a lot of these guys are ruining their own careers by doing stupid shit, so... There's that. Let's focus on some positive shit. The one thing before we get, you know, going back to that, we probably got about another 10 minutes before my battery starts to really get low. <laughs> uh, so right that whole thing came out Friday about Matt Riddle, right? Was it Thursday or Friday? They didn't uh, take Matt. They didn't edit out Matt Riddle's match on Friday. So I'm wondering uh, what is actually going to happen with that. Well, well I had, Rick, there was... um. Somebody had made like a screenshot, and I guess his wife basically confirmed it, basically saying that it was some like crazy girl or fan or ex girlfriend of his from like a year or two that's, ago. See, and, that's was, um, that was my guess as well. That was my yeah, assumption. He ended as up well. changing his number more than like once. So yes. mm-hmm. he basically said he, none of that was true. Court. Yeah. And apparently, um, an article I read earlier today is uh, WWE knew about this issue going into hiring him as well. I yes, that because well. he had uh, proof, like, in the court system that he went through his lawyer and had, like, he, he covered his ass, basically. Yeah. And was like, hey, this, this girl, yeah, so smart. Smart dude, yeah. you know? He's, cover your ass. For these guys that uh, for these guys that uh, are innocent, I hope things do work in their favor. For these guys that are guilty, they should get what they deserve. And, um, exactly. I guess exactly. that's, uh, you know, whether it be ruining their career, because that's that's all on them. Now, did you guys watch SmackDown at all? Either of you? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if you guys have it recorded, just go back and watch the first match and then shut the shit off, because it was all downhill after that shit. Matt Riddle Ooh, versus... Matt Riddle and AJ Styles wrestled in the opening match, uh... Uh, Matt Riddle invaded the uh, AJ's um, 
Celebration Intercontinental title. And originally it was going to be a title match, but AJ sat there and cried like a bitch and said, no, it's not going to be a title match. And then they went on to have one of the best uh, matches of the year on television for about a good solid 15, 20 minutes. It was a really good match. I, I, after oh that, goodness. after that, I struggled to watch the rest of the show really, but uh, I, I couldn't even get through the rest of it, to be honest with you. I, I'd take your word for it. Yeah. I'm watching it. I'm going to yeah. watch that tonight. Yeah, yeah, at least just go watch that one match and then shut the shit off, you know. <laughs> so, you will. guys will be happy. All right, let's promote some stuff. Uh, JJ, why don't you tell... You're right there. Why don't you tell yes. everybody where we can find you, where they can find you. Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at JJ Sins. That's two J's, S-I-N-N-Z. Snapchat is where I'm mainly on at all times. You see what I'm doing, what I'm up to. Like whatever, what music I'm listening to, uh, that's the same at JJ Sins to you know, like I said, two J's S I N N Z. Same thing for Instagram, and that's about it. Danny, how about yourself? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Danny Bryant. You can find me on Instagram at uh, D underscore Banshee one eighty seven, or you can find me on YouTube, Danny Beast ninety four. Yours truly. So, like and subscribe. If you're not subscribed, Dan, what are you doing? Hit that right. button. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you I can also find have the channel too. Sorry. Yes. I have you, YouTube channel. You give, let's, it's let's, the same uh, thing. JJ sends. Yeah. And, and I'm happy. And you can find me. You can find me on both Instagram and Twitter at the Rick Del Santo, gentlemen. It's always a pleasure. And awesome. we'll see you back Tuesday night for me and Dan covering Impact Wrestling. All right. Can't wait to listen.